Welcome back to another episode of Limbless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have my good friend, Dr. Pranay Parik. Parik, uh, Dr. Parik, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Vikram. Super excited to be here. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Guys, this guy is an all-star. I'm really excited to have him. I like him because he's done so many different things in so many areas that we all want to strive for. And I think he he, is the barometer, the gold standard of what's possible while still being a physician. And you still practice, uh, right, Renee? Yeah, yeah. So I just cut down from full-time. I'm at about 80%. So still still picking up a lot of shifts. And uh, I just want to brag on him for a little bit because the guy's too humble to talk about himself. So number one, you know, he's written for a reputable organization such as Kevin MD. He's, you know, a strategic consultant for PIMD, one of the premier, you know, pass investing platforms uh, for for physicians in the country. He's, a, uh, you know, the president, the co-founder of Ascent Equity Group, like a really bespoke investing firm for doctors who want to really get into pass investing. Um He's an entrepreneur. He's created an online course that sold, you know, seven figures worth of uh, 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 of content called PREIA. He's up. Uh, his fame. His podcast is just launched. It's called From MD to Entrepreneur, and it's for doctors who want to learn to pivot and get out of medicine and do something different, find the next chapter of their lives. And you know, he obviously he invests in real estate himself. So, guys, welcome to the show. Um, Dr. Parikh, welcome, and I'm excited. Let's get into it, man. So let me ask you a, a question. Why the heck did you do all of this? Why aren't you happy being a hospitalist? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny when you when you apply for medical school, they want you to be well-rounded, right? To have a lot of interests. And then all of a sudden, after you get into medicine, you can't do anything other than medicine. So, you know, I just never lost those interests. And as soon as I became an attending, I, I started picking them up, you know, and to, to fight burnout a little bit, to keep different parts of my brain working. You know, I love medicine, but after a while, like how many pancreatitis have you seen? How many append, uh, appendixes have you seen? Right. So I want to use different parts of my brain. And then that way, when I go back into medicine, go back into my shifts, I feel refreshed. That's awesome. So uh, it, it's, it's a way to use other aspects of your brain. It's a way to almost become more of a renaissance doctor versus this like you know medicine or die or medicine or bust kind of mentality and uh it's it's thriving using your creativity and your entrepreneurship and all the other things and i know in some of your articles you've written it's also safe to have other revenue streams outside of medicine can you speak on that a little bit Yeah, definitely. You know, you just never know what's going to happen in medicine and you know for the first time ever Um, or at least in our recent memory, 
during COVID, people were getting their shifts cut, right? My dad told me to go into medicine because people are always going to get sick, you know, and that's true for some part, but, uh, you know, surgeons, anesthesiologists, and, you know, even interventional cardiologists, they had their shifts cut, their hours cut. And then what do you do? You have this mortgage, you have private school, you have your car payments. So what are you going to do? So it's important to have money coming in from elsewhere, especially while you sleep. So then you can create the ideal medical practice for yourself, right? You know, right now there's a lot of moral injury because we're forced to do things and see people and do things that we don't want to do. You know, you have to see more patients per hour. You have to see patients that maybe you don't necessarily want to see the ones that uh, are extremely difficult, or maybe you want to spend more time with them and give them the time that they deserve. But we're not allowed to do that because a lot of, you know, MBAs are taking over medicine. So if you're able to have money coming in elsewhere, then, you know, maybe you can spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour with your patient, not really worry about your bottom line as much. That's awesome, man. Can you tell me about this? I've been hearing this word a lot, moral injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, there, uh, a lot of people talk about burnout, right? And um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you have to go, you have to meditate, you have to do all this stuff. But, you know, that's saying that the burnout is the doctor's fault. And it isn't, you know, it's the system that's causing us issues, right? Having to deal with insurance companies, rejecting life-saving medications for our patients. You know, everyone has heard about how insulin is so expensive. Uh, Having to work with case managers and all these other people and you're forced into a certain box and that creativity that you mentioned is removed, you know, and your autonomy is removed. And that's kind of why a lot of us went into medicine. We wanted the power to really help our patients. But when that gets removed, you have kind of what is called learned helplessness, where you feel like you're disempowered, right? And so as much as you try, you can meditate, you can do all this stuff, Um, and work on yourself, uh, which I know you talk a lot about, but at some point there's only so much you can do and you run against a a wall, right? Um, And what it takes is, unfortunately, it takes money, right? It takes money to maybe go into private practice and treat patients the way you want, or maybe it takes you taking a pay cut to not have to do nights or weekends or 24-hour calls or any of that. So it takes money to craft the ideal practice and what what I really want, I don't want people to quit medicine. I want the opposite. I want people to create their medical career in a way that's sustainable, you know? And for a lot of people, it's two to three days a month, two to three days a week. You know, for me, it's probably about a week or so. Um, and I'm not there yet, but I'm slowly decreasing my shifts because I'm buying back more of my, more of my time. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. I like that buzzword, guys. Sustainable medical life, sustainable medical career. And it's really like, you're building your medicine around your life versus your life around your medicine. And and I think that's it. And then that's right. That's why you do your investments. That's why you're creating entrepreneurship. That's why you're creating companies because you're buying back your time. That's, that's beautiful. So let's, 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 let's talk about this. You know, doctors, you know, are great physicians or analytical folks, but why are they horrible entrepreneurs? (laughs) <laughs> and I know you have a good post on this too, but yeah, if you can just go deeper with us. Yeah. So, you know, in doctors, we're very risk averse, right? And it's it's by design where 
in uh, pre-med, you didn't take a class unless you knew you got an A, you know, uh, you didn't raise your hand during rounds unless you absolutely knew the answer. And you wouldn't try a new treatment unless it had evidence. And all of those were safety mechanisms and they're reasonable. But in entrepreneurship, you have to take risks. And uh, the downside is way lower, right? You don't have a patient's life on the line. Maybe you have some egg on your face. You do a Facebook Live or something and no one shows up. It's a little embarrassing, right? It hurts. Uh, you do public speaking, no one shows up. But the downsides are so low, and you got to get those notches on your belt. You got to get that experience before you are good. You know, like on my podcast, the first couple of podcasts were horrible, you know. And uh, my wife was like, Oh, you're so monotone, and I got a voice coach and all this stuff. And it, it just takes practice, right? But in medicine, we're we're taught not to do something unless uh, you are going to excel at it, you know, and that perfectionism gets in the way. Uh, and a lot of times we look for, you know, we'll take courses, we'll take conferences, we'll read books, and we try to find this perfectionism until we yes. even get started, you yeah, know? And, analysis of paralysis. Like I have a friend exactly. of mine has like a brilliant technology that's going to help physicians all over the country and he's just still trying to beta test it and beta test. I'm like, dude, get it out to the people. Like yeah. people need what you have. And I'm like, yeah. you know, so it's uh, risk averse is perfectionism. Yeah. Right. And I think you've talked about what skills, no skills outside of medicine and they yeah. don't have the time. So yeah. as these compound, I mean, it, you know, the lot of doctors say, Hey, I tried real estate once it didn't work. Hey, I, you know, I, I did an online course. No one bought it. Like how, what would you say to those kind of doctors who've done, an attempt at entrepreneurship, but it didn't work out for them. Yeah. And uh, Vikram, before that, just one point to your friend, you know, a lot of times that happens and that happens to me, you know, for my podcast, everyone would ask, it was supposed to come out two years ago, you know, and it came out this year. But uh, the problem is we, we're thinking about ourselves, you know, and we're not thinking about who it's going to impact, like your friend, think about the lives that he can affect. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I have no doubt if he's a friend of yours that he cares about his patients, he cares about making a difference, you know, tell him, be like, Hey man, like all these people need what you have, you know, and by beta testing it longer, like, yeah, you might have something perfect, you know, but think about all the patients whose lives, maybe they don't live enough long enough, or um, they have all these comorbidities and stuff until. So it's getting outside of our head and thinking about the people that we want to impact, right? Because it's, you know, um, uh, getting things out there, right? Like, for example, the FDA uh, approves all these experimental drugs because they're saying, hey, it might cause damage, but man, these people are literally dying, you know, without this medication and what they're going to die twice, right? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so tell your friend, be like, hey, man, like, yeah, you can beta test more, but like, you, what you really want is you want iteration 20. You know, no doubt iteration 20 is going to be way better than iteration one. Um, and just one quick story. Um, this professor, this uh, pottery professor did this uh, experiment where he said uh, to half his class, he's like, you have to create a piece of pottery every day, every day for 20 days. And for uh, and then you have to do your final exam. This other group, hey, you have 20 days to do your final exam. Just make it perfect. 
Uh, and, you know, you, you could tell who did better. It's the people that did something every day, right? Because they're like, oh, that's how you get this done. Or like, that's how I shape this handle or something, right? And it's the, the person that has 20 days to do it, you know, what do they, they procrastinate for 10 days. They will read a book on pottery for another couple of days, you know, and day 19, they're like, shoot, now I got nothing to make it. So they're <laughs> still spending the, the night before. So what I would say to people that have had a failed launch, a setback, you know, it's like what I would tell to my son after he's fell, like, hey, this is how you get to walking. You know, this is how you start eating. This is how you start talking. You know, no one tells a, a toddler because I have a 17 month old. Uh, no one says a toddler like, hey, you know, you fell 5000 times like I don't think walking is going to be for you. You just you just keep crawling everywhere. Right. No, you're like, hey, get up, you know, and try again. And we forget that, you know, we forget that resilience, right? They say that it's like 90% of five-year-olds are creative geniuses, but, you know, we have it beat out of us, right? And so try to remember a little bit of how we were with kids, you know, we would learn things super quick. Like think about, you know, um, all these kids that uh, have... uh, are bilingual. I'm sure your kids are bilingual, right? Uh, maybe trilingual knowing you. Uh, um, but now try to learn a language. It's just so difficult. So just remember life as a toddler and, you know, get up and try again. That's awesome, man. I, I like the story of the pottery. Uh, that's a really good one. Uh, and, and the advice is right, guys. It's like, you know, the Japanese saying is, you know, fall down seven, get up eight. It's, uh, in fact, the setbacks are really the iterations needed to find that right solution, right? If I stopped with my first uh, LLC that I opened up, <laughs> you know, we wouldn't be on this conversation. Uh, but I've opened up, you know, probably hundreds of LLCs since that time, you know, whether for properties or for actual companies. But mm-hmm. it's 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 really and and you know, public speaking. I was nervous at it. I was horrible at it. I I, I was scared. I remember fresh uh, uh, my medical school uh, first rotation ever was neurology. I was trying to present and I was like stuttering. I was like flush. I was, I was my weak, my knees were weak. My attending was, was like, I think he was trying to be nice to me, but I felt like he was being a, like a douchebag. But he essentially said, you know, I can prescribe propanolol for you because, you know, you know <laughs> I'm like, I'll be fine. Just, you know, don't make me so nervous. And now, like, you know, I was at, uh, you know, Passive Income MD's event in LA and I was able to speak with confidence mm-hmm. and clarity to a stage of, you know, 300, 400 doctors, you know, uh, almost a thousand people online. How did that happen? Where did that gap come from? It came from reps and iterations and going out there and just, you know, being okay to fail. And so, so yeah, with that now, said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And now you're one of our most requested speakers. So <laughs> awesome, full circle. Awesome. Now, what makes, now we know what makes a doctor, not the best entrepreneur. How do we convert that same doctor, which you say is a learned strategy. You go from learned helplessness to learned courage. So this mm-hmm. courage that you, you're cultivating among all these doctors, because guys, if you don't know, Pranay wants to, one of his you know life missions is to help 10,000 doctors launch their businesses. That's right. I didn't say 1,000. I didn't say 500. I said 10,000 doctors. That's a huge goal. There's only a million doctors in in the, in the country. He wants to help 10,000 of them become successful entrepreneurs. So with that said, what is what is what is the mindset shift? What is the techniques? What is the some of the tactics that you you're you're helping these doctors with? 
Yeah, you know, it, it's important to remember that courage is not absence of fear, right? It's acting despite fear, right? And I get nervous. You know, I, I spoke at that conference as well. And my heart was like in my throat before I jumped on, right? And it's still getting up. It's still standing up. But, you know, there's a, a corollary to that article that doctors make bad entrepreneurs, that doctors make great entrepreneurs, right? We're super good at learning a new topic, right? I mean, look at COVID. Like new information was coming out every day. And we were able to take that in, in, information, uh, analyze it and be able to teach it in what half an hour of reading that material. So we actually are great at learning material. We're great at talking to people. We are good at negotiating. I mean, come on, how often have you had to talk to, you know, a drug user or alcoholic and try to, uh, convince them to, you know, maybe it's time to change. And, you know, probably weren't super successful all the time, but you know that you still remember that one that you were able to convince to change. And how great does that feel, right? Those are negotiating skills, public speaking skills. One of the first things I had to do as an intern was go have a family conversation. I thought, okay, I'm a med student. How hard would it be? There were 15 people in there, right? all staring at me, right? Uh, and sta uh, standing on every word that I said, right? So yes. public speaking, you have a lot of these skills. It's just the biggest, biggest issue I've seen is doctors say, I'm just a doctor. And I've heard that from hundreds, probably over a thousand doctors by now. And at, at the conference, I had everyone raise their hand and it was like 80% of the room, right? You're just a doctor. You are part of the top 1%, right? In terms of intelligence, in terms of resilience, right? Residency, residency is tough. I don't care what residency you were in, where you were at, you know, it was probably some of the toughest parts of our lives. And attending life isn't that much easier, you know? <laughs> it, you know, I, I thought, you know, everything was gravy, but attending life is difficult, right? You're, you're the one now that makes decisions. So uh, you're, you have literally had at some point someone's lives in your hand. And, you know, now the business part is a lot easier. So know that you have the skills, you know, and I would probably say this to everyone, but now having been through medicine, knowing what you've been through, I can guarantee, guarantee that if you try that you will be successful. I'm not saying you don't, won't have setbacks. Maybe you have a hundred setbacks, but I promise you, you try long enough. Um, and most people I see successful after, you know, a year, two years. Right. Um, and it's, it's really going all in like, Hey, I'm going to give this a shot. I know I can do it. And the most important thing is get help, right? You're already doing really well. Cause you listen to this podcast, you know, and just having Vikram as an inspiration is amazing, you know, uh, and you have him as a mentor talking to him, uh, but find a community, find a community of other people that are doing this. There's a bunch of really great Facebook groups, there's passive income docs. Uh, and uh, just once you get that energy from talking to other people, listening to Vikram's podcast, like you'll be able to do this. Just surround yourself with the right people and know that you are not any different than them. You know, I talk to people that are like hand microsurgeons, they're able to like do surgery into microns and re. Uh, attached like little blood vessels and nerves. And they're like, Pranay, I don't know if I can do entrepreneurship. I was like, I swear, I promise you, <laughs> I stake my life on it that you can do entrepreneurship, you know? Yeah. But it's so just believing let, in let, yourself. Let me stack on what you're saying, man. That's, yeah. uh, thanks. Thank you for the uh, compliments. Uh, so 
you know, we were talking about how, you know, you're iterating that 20th time is better than iterating one. But I also believe in version one is better than version none. So remember, mm. let's just get out there, get things to happen. And how, like, how did you learn medicine? You didn't learn it all through a book. You learned it because you had an attending. It's, it's, a, it's, it's essentially, it's a feudal uh, medieval system, right? Uh, you're, uh, we're, Apprentice you apprenticeship all the way yeah. up. Mm-hmm. So you went from vo- medical, medical volunteer so you can get that on your resume so you can get to medical school. <laughs> Cherry, you know, yeah. what is it called? Cherry striper or whatever, candy striper. Yeah. Then you did like, okay, let me do some research so I can get into like undergrad. And then you did, you're an undergrad. You got into, somehow you got into medical school because you did, you studied your butt off and you did well on the MCATs. And then you're like trying to jostle position for like one of these, you know, competitive residency, residency, fellowship, attending. And then within attending, you think you're done, but no, you're just getting started. There's another li- hierarchy ladder you're trying to climb. Oh, should I be CMO? Should I go the admin route? Should I go uh, chief of medicine or chief of whatever my specialty is? Oh, should I do research? Or should I get into pharma or biotech? Or so there's all these, you know, you're always on a journey. What Pranay is uh, doing with his podcast from MD to entrepreneur is like, hey, there's another journey you can take. That journey is a journey of entrepreneurship. Why would you want to take it? Freedom. Why would you want to take it? Money. Why would you want to take it? Impact. Why would you want to take it? Leverage your medical skills in a different field where you can have a force multiplier. In medicine, you work hours, you make money. You take a vacation, you don't make money usually. Or you know, you take a sabbatical, you don't make money. Or you know, you go part-time, you don't make money. In entrepreneurship, you can leverage using you know labor or 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 capital or other things to where you have you know you can when Pranay goes on vacation he's going to still have income coming in because of his all the other companies he's created or his real estate so we're just trying to open up the doors to you guys and saying you can be a doctor and instead of a doctor or or you know mm-hmm. this is only this is the only option you have so i think life is about options Pranay, and you're doing a phenomenal job stimulating the minds of these physicians who are ready for that next chapter of life. So what are some of the, uh, maybe what's the, give me some of the books you're doing, some of the, maybe the daily tactics you do that really, uh, that you find helpful for these kind of doctors. Yeah. You know, one big thing I've realized that now that I've worked with, you know, a ton of successful people like you, like Peter, Peter Kim, is that, there are so many different ways to do it. You know, everyone has heard of the, you know, the specific morning ritual that a lot of people do wake up at five workout. Uh, you know, I'm just not a morning person. I actually work nights. So that's like literally impossible for me to do, but just find something that works and keep iterating until something you're like, okay, this is easy for me to do. You know, I work out at 7 PM. Most people would hate that. I love it. You know, I've worked out as late as 10 p.m., right? Uh, and just wherever things work. Um, I, I honestly, I don't read as many books um, these days. I actually you can't see it, but there's like literally 300 of them right there that I bought. I'm like, this sounds great. Put it in my, I call it the book life, uh, graveyard because books go there <laughs> to just sit. Uh, but what I do is I read a lot of blog posts, you know, so there's Peter's Passive Income MD. Um, there's uh, newsletters like yours that are great. Um, and what it does is it, you know, a lot of times they talk about books, but they'll talk about, you know, one or two key, key points. So I'm able to get, you know, 
the gist of the book just from watching them. Um, I go to a, I read and watch a ton of YouTube, like a lot of YouTube. And uh, a lot of times you could get book summaries. You can get people that are super smart and on the pulse of everything. So until you have a certain amount of time, which I'm not saying don't read the book yourself, but it's, it's kind of like in medicine, right? How often do you get to read a full study? Uh, it's pretty rare, right? Uh, maybe if it's really specific to your uh, practice, you'll read it. But instead, like you'll have uh, New England Journal summaries or JWatch or something like that, which it's from a trusted authority. And you know, hey, they're giving me a quick summary so you can read a lot, you know? Um, and if there's something that piques your interest, you're able to get it. So I, I look at a lot of kind of curation services. I, I'm signed up to a ton of newsletters. I don't read all of them, but I, I like having them available. Um, so it's, you know, it's trial and error. Find something. And the what I, what I find and the key to this is make sure you remove stuff. So once you get to kind of uh, equilibrium, if you add something, you got to go back and delete it. I feel like, you know, especially as doctors, we keep adding, keep adding, keep adding, you know, and then eventually you get so overwhelmed, you can't look at anything. So, you know, if I, if there's a new that's, podcast I like over time, if I don't like it, I delete it. That's awesome. I like that. It's just deleting the apps off your phone, deleting the folders off your computer. Like perfection sometimes is not adding more things. It's eliminating until you can't eliminate anymore. So uh, I don't, I'm sure it's a, a misquote of someone who's very famous, but that, that was essentially the theme of that. Um, I, I want to give some tips to the uh, uh, listeners here. Uh, I, I use a, a service called Blinkist, which essentially does mm -hmm. either audio or you can read the book summaries. It's a really good source. There's a guy on YouTube. I, I'm sure you're familiar with him, uh, Brene. It's, uh, uh, it's called Evan Carmichael, and he has uh, essentially he does the top 10 of everything. So like you want to like get the best of Joe Dispenza of, of you know, Peter Drucker of Tony Robbins, uh, you know, of uh, Steve Jobs. He essentially has a YouTube compilation of their best, you know, video points. And so it's a quick way to like bone up on, you know, a person whom you're trying to follow or get the best of like Elon Musk, for example. So I, I love what you're saying about curation, right? So we're in a, an era where you'll never watch all the Netflix shows that are on your list right now. You'll never, you know, catch up on all the work you have in your room or all the books you ever want to read. There's just too much. And they're coming up with 10, 20, a thousand every day. So it's really, what is the, what is my outcome in life? What are the resources needed to achieve the outcome? Let me just focus on those things. And then when I get to it, you know, uh, if someone has curated something for me, I'll choose those things. Otherwise it's, it's uh, we're drowning in information and starving for knowledge. So yeah. And you know, it takes, it takes some sacrifice, right? So I've had to sacrifice some stuff. So I don't really watch sports. I used to love sports. You know, I'm from the Bay area, California, 49ers, Warriors, Sharks. So, you know, huge uh, team followings. And it's just, you know, it's, a, it's almost a full-time job following sports. And, you know, I've just not been able to do that. Uh, I, I don't read a ton of news, at least new news. Uh, and cause you know, I'd rather spend time with my son. I'd rather spend time with my family and entrepreneurship. You know, I tell people like, uh, you, you get rid of a bad job for a bad boss for the worst boss, right? You're, you're, you're the worst boss ever you could have, right? You're like, you ask yourself to work weekends, to work nights, right? To work nonstop. And you take a job that at least initially will be a lot more hours than your day job, right? I probably spend 
80, 100 hours on my entrepreneurship, but it's fun. I love it. I love every second. Uh, but eventually, you know, I, I went on vacation. It was fine. I didn't do anything and I got paid. Right. Uh, and eventually it's going to go down over time because right now we're in startup mode, but eventually it'll go down five, 10. Um, we both of you and I met Brandon Turner. He spends, he has three multi million dollar, soon to be multi billion dollar companies, and he spends wow. five hours a month on it, yeah. uh, which is insane. Uh, but you know, he has the systems down and it, it takes some time. He didn't get there right away, but it's very possible. That's awesome. Yeah, guys. So uh, as we wrap up here, I mean, uh, we've unpacked a lot uh, on this episode. We've talked about going from Lauren helplessness to uh, forged courage. We've talked about moral injury to financial abundance. You know, we talked about, you know, how uh, uh, Prene has created, you know, multiple companies, multiple brands, multiple you know, entrepreneurships. And it's because he decided, he made a decision, right? That declaration and that decision was what set him on his journey. Then he surrounded himself with the right people. Peter like Peter Kim, Peter like uh, Peter, uh, people like his partner Myth in the Sentin Equity Group and all these folks who are trying to up-level each other. He talked about his mission, right? He's talking about his mission to going from, you know, just a hospitalist doctor, just clocking in, clocking out to, hey, I want to help launch 10,000 physician-led businesses. You know, he's a, he's a father. He's, you know, and he's talking about the, the value of, you know, spending time with his son. He works out. He's physically fit, you know, and he's now creating time freedom. He's starting to get to the point where one day he's going to be on vacation. His business is run without him. So all of this was uh, skill acquisition. It was learning. It was, uh, you know, meeting the right people's teams. It's mindset work. And it's, it's stumbling, getting bruised, bloody, standing up, doing it again, rinse and repeat. So, man, that's amazing. Your story, brother. This is amazing. Um, tell, them, tell them more about your podcast. Yeah, so it's called From MD to Entrepreneur. You get it on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere. Um, and what I do is I interview people like yourself, hopefully in the near future, uh, and other people that are industry experts, not necessarily doctors, and just hear their story, you know? So I've talked to... Uh, anything entrepreneurship, you know? So it's a little bit different. I talked to a marriage expert because I think your most important business relationship, even if your spouse is not related to the business at all, like mine is, that's just such an important relationship, right? Because you have to be one-on-one. -on -one. You have to be in complete alignment. Otherwise you have issues. Um, and, you know, we hear about all these super successful surgeons that are on their second uh, marriage or third marriage or you and I know entrepreneurships that, you know, yeah, they're super successful, they're billionaires, but, you know, what is their relationship with their children, right? And yeah. what I find is that a lot of people do stuff and they forget along the way, you know? And uh, one of the reasons I did this was because my dad was super successful, he provided very well for us, but he wasn't there, you know? And so mm -hmm. I want to create a life and help others create a life where they're able to spend that time with family before it's too late, you know? A lot of times, I mean, we doctors, we see that, life isn't guaranteed, right? So um, if I can teach you how to make a little bit extra money, you can buy back some of your time now, not 20 years, not 30 years in the future, you can buy it back now, uh, then I, I would consider myself a success. So I interview industry experts, 
I tell people about my own personal journey, what I'm dealing with, what I'm struggling with, right? Because I know from the outside, it, it looks like it's all gravy, but this stuff is tough. You know, I actually just had a podcast episode talking about how lonely it is as an entrepreneur um, and how to beat that, right? Because we're all- Amen you know, to that, man. <laughs> right, right. Because we're all working. Uh, you know, yeah, we have a lot of employees, but we're all remote and we're not hanging out. And, you know, uh, Friday nights, we're- <laughs> crunching numbers instead of, you know, going out to drinks and stuff. So um, trying to really round out entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and how you get started and how you thrive. That's awesome, guys. It's, it sounds like it's a true, honest journey. It sounds like a lot of resources. Uh, who's who of entrepreneurship will be there. So make sure you tune in. Um, so with that, and then also uh, uh, Pernay's company, Ascent Equity Group, a great place if you want to get started with passive investments. Okay. Uh, as, as we wrap up here, um, you know, stay tuned to the podcast. Thank you for your support. We're growing. Uh, we're getting, you know, uh, because of your support, we're getting even more profile, higher profile guests such as Pernay. Uh, and, uh, you know, be sure to tell a friend. And with that said, uh, guys, thank you so much for supporting us. And until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.